I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Rebecca Wildsmith, here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Rebecca, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Of course. Hello. Um, I write under the pseudonym of M. Rebecca Wildsmith. I write cozy mysteries with a touch of the supernatural. Both of my books um, have been lucky enough to be number one international bestsellers on Kindle and Audible. And my second book, Verity Easton, was a finalist for the Best Thriller Book Awards in 2023. Collectively, they've sold nearly 15,000 copies in 15 countries. So I'm just so grateful for everyone who has taken a chance on my little indie book books. And um, yeah, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's great having you. Wow, that is such a big achievement to have yeah. books that are bestsellers. Every writer's dream. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it just it's it's interesting to say that. I mean, you're you reach bestseller status if you reach, you know, number one on any of you know Amazon's lists, um, which is nice. But it doesn't always last. I mean, for example, those months that that happened, it was wonderful, but. You know, this month, I think I checked my income and it's like $4 this month. It's like $4.95. So it's, it's up and down with, with authorship. You just never know when people are going to be buying or, you know, what they're interested in. Or, But yeah, very exciting. I'm grateful for all of the people who yeah, took a chance on my book. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Yeah, um, when I was a child and felt like I had no outlet or no one to talk to, I would actually envision how the complex emotions I was feeling could be experienced by a character who perhaps would be in a different set of life circumstances, but who might feel the same way that I was feeling. And then I would write about it. So by the time I started writing complete novels, I had these pages and pages full of notebooks uh, with little snippets of writing um, that had to do with characters instead of my own experiences. So that was a really good outlet for me to kind of start writing. Um, in terms of storylines with Hattie Vavasor, my first um, novel, the main storyline came from a dream that I had about people in the afterlife who had forgotten that they knew each other. Um, so that was kind of the loose storyline for Hattie. Um, and then for Verity East in my second one, I've always been fascinated by ancient Egyptian history, mythology. And then I also found out that according to Ancestry.com, my maternal grandfather had North African heritage. So I was kind of, I kind of felt a connection to that area of the world. And so does Verity. Actually, she's British, but her mother was Egyptian. So when she and her father traveled to try to find the tomb of Nefertiti, she kind of feels a connection to that world as well. So those are kind of some connections to my writing in my personal life, I guess. That's so awesome. Because it's always so much fun when a writer can put those things of interest into their books. I'm yeah. a mythology nerd myself. I mean, from any corner of the globe, I love any kind of mythology. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, research is one of the best parts of writing in a book, I think, because you get to delve into all those little delicious details. And um, yeah, mythology is just so fascinating, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. For my book, The Mystic Ranch Mysteries, I took mythology from all parts of the globe to populate 
the world Zola. So my main character's a Native American elf, which there are two tribes that have an elf-like figure. Mm-hmm. Um, she has friends who are centaurs, naga, even a um, oh, what's Medusa called? A gorgon who runs the local beauty parlor. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's delightful. I love that. <laughs> and every part of the beauty parlor is decorated with mirrors so she doesn't accidentally turn her client into stone <laughs> i love that is that aren't mirrors fascinating like i use that um they were the victorians the british victorians were very interested in mirrors and thought that they could steal your soul or you know photographs of people so i integrate some of that into my first novel hattie bevisor so mirrors plays a very big part in in the telling of hattie so um there's, yeah, there's so much interesting mythology surrounding that. So that's so funny that you just kind of turned that on its head, on its head and made it a humorous thing. I love that. Right. And she's even in on the joke with Gorgons turning people to stone and calls her salon Stone Cold Styles. Oh, that is so clever. Oh, isn't that the beauty of Cozy just sprinkling in that humor? And oh, I love that. Yeah, it's great. So for those who want to write or write cozy specifically do you have any advice um i believe other authors on your podcast have said the same thing but just read <laughs> read read, read. <laughs> um read the classics read the works that have passed the test of time um to really hone your craft but also read the works of marginalized groups to ensure that your work is re- re- well-rounded and that you know your characters and your perception um is more open I used to have this thing where I would say I only read dead people. I was, I mean, I studied literature, I have my degree in literature, um, my bachelor's degree in literature. So, you know, I was very, it was pounded into my school. You got to read the classics, study the classics to be a good writer. But I recognized that by doing that, I was really limiting myself and wasn't always getting the opportunity to read authors with diverse backgrounds who had been, you know, marginalized and, and unable to publish or unable to, you know, gain the popularity that some other, you know, writers have had in the past. So yeah, just just keep reading. Whenever I have writer's block, read, you know, there's something inspiring in stories. It might not directly relate to your genre, but just it spurs other ideas and creativity when you hear something from that another author has written. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree. And with reading like some of my favorite authors would not be considered the popular, even from the classic mystery era. Uh, Mary Roberts Reinhardt, one of my favorites. Um, new favorite of mine, Todd Downing. And he was like the first Native American to be published in the 1930s or so. That's so, really yeah so read everything anything (laughs) yeah and i i think it's interesting you know you get on tiktok or these places where they're you know like why are you reading this or why are you reading that but don't don't yuck other people's yum right like just reading is reading if you're getting something out of it for yourself and it gives you a new perspective of the world or even if it just lets you escape for a moment then that's a good book and you know nobody can judge you for that so i think it yeah read any genre and it'll, it'll contribute to your writing prowess for sure. 
Absolutely. Um, the number one ladies detective agency. I love reading them because it's an escape and a look into a culture that I otherwise would not experience since the whole books are set in Botswana, Africa. And yeah, exactly. It just, it lends itself to, you know, you changes your worldview and uh, makes you more understanding and open to, you know, anybody's unique story. Right. So in your books, do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? <laughs> no, I do have a favorite character. Um, speaking of characters that were inspired by my actual life. So um, years ago, I was asked to organize a Halloween party in my community. And the woman who was going to be our fortune teller had something come up the last minute. So I grabbed my scarves and lamps and crystal ball from a friend and um, in that dark and ethereal atmosphere, um, I, I told a for, I told fortunes to these people, you know, just making things up. But um, yeah, they asked me what my name was, and I said Vimelda. It just rolled off the tongue. I don't know where that came from, but Vimelda was born, and she is now a character in my first book, Hattie Bevisur, who is a medium of the occult. And um, the fascinating and, and humorous thing about Vimelda is that she can really see the dead, but she still uses tips, tricks, and oh my goodness, tips and tricks of the trade. Try to say that to that. <laughs> tips and tricks of the trade to convince people what that what she does is real. So she'll use light switches and you know levitating things when it, that's not really happening. Really happening if she's just seeing dead people like we see living people and it's just like a normal conversation but it gives all of these effects to try to convince the living that what she does is, is real so um she is painted in very stark relief to my prim and proper main character Hattie so the two of them interacting is just one of my favorite things to write so yeah Vimelda is my favorite character I like her so much that I had her do a little um cameo in my second novel, Verity Easton so she's in there for just a little bit because I just couldn't let her go she's so fabulous but yeah she's my favorite for sure I love that so back to the topic of books uh do you have an author that's influenced your writing the most yes and you know speaking of like obscure classics um definitely Daphne du Maurier you know She's like, she's a writer that, you know, I think people know the movies better than the books because she wrote in such vivid, you know, she wrote like a movies playing out in front of you. So like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and Jamaica Inn and Rebecca, you know, these are all her novels and short stories, but people don't often equate that with, you know, her name. But yeah, she's my absolute favorite author. She just has stunning and descriptive writing style that just always has held a fascination for me. And she also kind of dabbles in the occult and a little bit of science fiction in her writing too, which I thought was really fascinating to weave that in sometimes or, you know, mystery, you know, Rebecca's definitely kind of a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. She doesn't write it like a straightforward murder mystery or a straightforward science fiction. There's always this beautiful storytelling and character development and, and vividness that goes along with her writing. So I, I just adore her and I'll never, I'll never stop adoring her. So. <laughs> <laughs> That is great. And one of the reasons I love asking this question is because my to be read list just grows and grows and grows every <laughs> single time I hear an answer. 
Yeah, that's the that's the beauty, but also the problem of being like in the book community, right? Like your TBR list just grows, your stacks of books just grow. Like I need another bookshelf. I moved from the Oregon coast to the Florida coast. So um, we actually just flew here. So I had a huge book collection there, but with flying, I had to just, you know, sadly turn over some of the, I've been, this is my book collection. It's in a, a tiny bookshelf on my back wall right now, but on my desk, I've, I've, the piles of books are just growing. So I need to invest in a bigger bookshelf at some point. So. <laughs> I hear that. I had, I had to clean for company over the holidays and before I had like a stack of books about gay high on my coffee table of just all sorts of books from a book on black Hollywood to comic books and it's like okay I gotta put these away and yep big stack <laughs> I just resist though I don't care if I've read them a hundred times before I just I need the book in my hands I need to smell it I need to feel it <laughs> I know I, I get that like right now I've got a copy of Tolkien's Roverandum that I've read at least three times but it's still just out there waiting for me to read it again <laughs> oh yeah I love it oh Tolkien's so fabulous oh my goodness yeah, we're all friends to friends right here, right now. So, all good, we're friends. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, if you and your character were to sit down for coffee or whatever your preferred caffeine intake is, what would you get and what would she get? Um, what would I get? I would probably definitely get um, something very sweet and iced, um, probably like an iced coffee or something. But if I was, if it was Hattie, Vavasaur, it would definitely be tea. Uh, my book takes place in the 1920s. She's kind of an older woman by that time. So, you know, very primitive proper. She has got to have her tea. Um, <laughs> if it was Verity Easton for my second book, she's kind of a shy, retiring sort of character. So she would probably just shyly say something like, I'll have whatever you're having, you know, just to not be, <laughs> you know, a, a burden on anyone. So that's what they would each have, I think. Aww. <laughs> I love that. I know my character is definitely a... She goes into the coffee shop and her friend who happens to be a centaur and owns the coffee shop can look at her and goes like, so you want your raspberry mocha, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. A centaur running a coffee shop? These are fantastic. Speaking of TBR piles, it's just ever-growing. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because the inspiration for these characters came from Pinterest. And one of the pictures I saw was the centaur with lime green hair, gauged ears. <laughs> oh my gosh, isn't it incredible how your inspiration just can come from anything? I think Agatha Christie said like, just walking down like a street, you know, can give you more ideas books than anything else and it's so true you just never and now in the, the digital age of course like scrolling through Pinterest it's part of fire novel like that's so cool I love that and there was another thing that was like um someone saying I am tired of a world where magic is relegated to the time of knights and ladies I want it where you can go into your favorite coffee shop get a coffee with a shot of confidence because you got a big meeting coming up 
I want your hairstylist to be a psychic so that they know the perfect hairstyle. Witches run the Apple store and put a spell on the phone so you can't ever lose it. <laughs> this, is this is a fantastic world. Oh, I can't wait to dive in. That's awesome. <laughs> I need this. I need this in my real life. Why are we talking about books? This just needs to be real life now, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so then I also threw in like Naga and dragons who can see auras like snakes see heat. So they're like cops and therapists that can tell. <laughs> this is so clever. Oh my goodness. Oh, I just, that's so awesome. Uh, back about you. Uh, enough <laughs> about plugging my own book. Sorry. <laughs> no, you this is it's a conversation. I want to hear about your book. You <laughs> I'd feel extremely awkward if I was just got on here and just talked about me. That'd be super awkward. <laughs> I'm glad you're you're giving me you're adding to my my world. Like we talked about, adding a diverse point of view and something really unique. And oh, I, I just love it. <laughs> well, another thing I did with my world is I gave my main character, my love of old movies. So I loved sprinkling in old movie quotes or references. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, like I was saying about research, like it's just so fascinating to me. Like if you have a love, like your reader's going to pick up on that. Your reader's going to pick up on, they, and they're going to pick up on that shared love, right? Like, like my nerdery for, you know, Victorian funerary customs or mourning customs. Like I just get so into that stuff. So of course, yeah, I sprinkled it into my book, my first book or, you know, Egyptology and, and all of the, you know, magic surrounding that and all of the unknown surrounding it really. Like, I just love getting into, like, I, I get, got into the history of like Nefertiti and like her, you know, whole sto story and like what was going on in the country at the time. Like, I'm not boring. Hopefully I'm not boring people with it. Like I'm sprinkling it in. So it's like, this isn't a history book, but I'm just so fascinated by that. I have to add that in. So I love that you did that with old movies. Like I'm sure your readers love that. Oh, the third book was so fun. A whole different level of nerding out for me with that one. Cause my main character gets married and I include like things like the Choctaw wedding dance. Cause that's the tribe that her folklore comes from is the Choctaw people. And I actually happen to be part of that tribe. And <laughs> so I include some of the food, some of the wet, the wedding dance tradition, all this fun stuff to research. And what a beautiful way to like share your culture too. Like that's so, I love that. That's beautiful. Oh, before I get kicked off, because Zoom is very picky about <laughs> about time, I got to get through at least this, these last two questions. <laughs> sure. How can my snoops and sleuths follow you? Um, I am most active on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all under author and Rebecca Wildsmith. Um, you can also go to mrebeccawildsmith.com. All my social links are in the upper right-hand right corner. I'm on, I'm lightly on threads, hashtag book threads, as well as X, formerly known as Twitter. I don't post on there as often. Um, but on my socials, I announce book signings. If I'm having sales on my books, reviews of my books, inspirational author quotes. I, of course, talk about my classic book collection. Um, <laughs> I make literary themed cocktails and I collect seashells because I live on the Florida coast. So I love 
beach combing. So I guess it makes sense that I like, you know, collect seashells, you know, murder mystery author collecting like the dead husks and <laughs> sea creatures. That's for like on brand, right? So, <laughs> right. Seashells on there. But uh, yeah, those are my socials. And Rebecca Wildsmith. I'll be sure to include the link to your website on the show's notes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. And while I've had so much fun and I don't want this to end, what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Oh my goodness, write faster. I'm sure they would want to write faster. I definitely, like, I like to savor things. Um, I I know you, I think you said you took two years, or the last, the last person you had said they took two years to write their first novel. It took me, like, 15 years to <laughs> my first one because I just like to really savor it but I also like I didn't know if I was going to publish it so I like put it away bring it out put it away um my second one didn't take as long uh, it took about uh, I think two years uh for me to publish it this next one it's taken me about a year I'm writing my third one it's called Evelina Fontana it um, takes place in World War II um in Italy and is kind of like a a supernatural spy slash lunatic asylum sort of <laughs> mashup <laughs> but it sounds really it sounds like there's a lot in there but you know hopefully people will understand it and it'll make sense when they read it but um it's just a matter of you know taking my time out there so I'm sure they'd want me to write a lot faster than I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get that I get that Though my last two, I actually did for Nano, and I have a feeling they would have actually said, slow down. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Sometimes you can write in those big bursts. Like Verity, I actually finished the first draft in about a month, but then it took me, you know, a lot longer to make it, you know, really delicious, I guess. You know, add in some of those descriptive scenes, make sure that everything was gelling. So yeah, the, the editing process is what takes the longest, probably, but I, but I dread the most about it still necessary right <laughs> oh I hear you on that one editing it's like I don't want to be told how badly I got it wrong but I know I got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> at least we have these wonderful arc readers and beta readers that help us you know help us and editors you know so necessary but yeah <laughs> yeah well I've had so much fun talking with you too. I really appreciate you having me. It's lovely to meet you. I can't wait to read your books. So, yeah. Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank you all for joining me on this journey. And I'd like to invite you, if you are a cozy mystery author, to reach out to me at thecozysleuth.com slash contacts, and we'll get you on the show. If you like to listen to Cozy Mysteries read by live actors, check out the Cozy Mystery Rats Maze, where you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.